Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always uh, really glad to have a young journalist on from CampusReform.org. This time it's correspondent William Biagini. He goes to school at Florida State University. How are you, William? Good to see you. Good to see you too, sir. Thanks for having me on the show. Great to be here. Appreciate having you on. Um, a little something you didn't know. Um, I went to uh, to college at Palm Beach Community College or junior college back then. Now it's Palm Beach State College. And uh, I was planning to go to Florida State. I ended up not. I ended up going to work. But uh, I always had a sort of a, a soft spot in my heart for Florida State and for the Seminoles. Got to be kind of great to go there. It's a great historical school. It is a great school. I'm I'm honored to be here. Actually, as a matter of fact, it was not my original plan to go to college. I actually wanted to enlist in the military, um, but my you know my parents eventually convinced me to go to FSU, and now I'm really loving it. I know that they've got a great music school, but I also know that uh, again, close to where I grew up, we had University of Miami. That rivalry was crazy in the '80s and '90s. It's still is it still crazy between the Hurricanes and the Seminoles? It is still crazy, but in my experience, people have a, a more uh, they they have a stronger reaction to uh, to FSU playing uh, UF rather really? than uh, Miami. All right, yes. so Seminoles Gators is not is not uh, any fun either. Uh, great rivalries throughout or throughout that state. We know, and I'm living in Texas now. We know throughout the country how open and how free and how smart. Um, uh, DeSantis has been in, in dealing with COVID, dealing with the, the, the push by very far left-wing radical liberals. Um, how about on the university campus? If it's Florida State University, that means that it's funded by the taxpayers, at least subsidized by the taxpayers. It, and generally speaking, unfortunately, that means it's going to be a liberal school, is it? So, yes, un- unfortunately, there is uh, there are a lot of, uh, you know, leftists. And, and what, what people fail to realize is how wrong the leftist hold on our higher education system is. I've talked to a lot of people and FSU, you know, around the country is generally considered a more conservative or right leaning uh, university. Really? But even it too. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people and they they are under the assumption that since, you know, we're guarded by dissenters, so to speak, uh, that, you know, Florida State University is is uh, is, you know, a really right leaning campus, which is not true. It's interesting because I'm not far from Austin, and University of Texas at Austin is one of the most liberal schools on the planet, and you would assume that it wouldn't be because we're a pretty solid red state, although the media outside of Texas tries to pretend like we're not a red state, that we're purple or even might be blue, Uh, but no, we're not. We're a a staunchly red state, but it's interesting. These campuses, they're almost like little fiefdoms that these these administrators and professors put together to try to indoctrinate a guy like you. How do you thwart that? How, how do you hold that off? You know that they want you to believe like they believe, and obviously you're a smart guy and you believe what you want to. Right, exactly. I I was raised in a very conservative Christian household, and uh, those are principles that I, I live my life by. And um, I can see how someone who is not raised in that environment can easily be persuaded by, uh, you know, the kind of rhetoric that they use and the ideology that they push in those classrooms. Do you find that the professors teach you to a liberal slant and then expect you on uh, in your studies and on your tests to give them that same liberal slant or else you're not going to succeed? That's kind of the game they play. If you don't if you don't buy into what they're saying and you say what's true rather than what their slant is, you might not get a good grade. That's exactly right. Um, you're, you, yes, that they all the course material, um, at least for the uh, hu- majors within the humanities department, yeah. all those are really taught with a uh, a very leftist um, slant. 
Uh, and I have just come to the conclusion that if I don't really, if I don't stand up for conservative Christian values now, if I can't do it in the classroom, then, you know, how do I think that I can do it when I, you know, have a family to care for and I, I have uh, real world responsibilities. Are there TPUSA uh, um, outlets there or conservative outlets for students on campus or not? Yes, sir. We do have a TPUSA chapter and a college Republicans chapter, both of which um, I plan to be a huge part of this coming fall semester. Good. And you're studying history, you said, right? Now, what, what is the what is the degree? Do you get a degree in history? Yes, you do get a degree in history. Originally, I came to FSU uh, to get a history degree and uh, go to law school. That was my original plan. Um, but after doing some reporting with my school newspaper, I really fell in love with journalism. And now that's that's what I'm uh, shooting for. Oh, good. I wish you nothing but the best. It's William uh, Biagini. He is a correspondent from campusreform.org. Go to that website every day and check out the great reporting these young reporters do. Let's get into the news here. Uh, breaking news, Vandal Destroys signed during conservative groups tabling event. Fill me in. Right. So here in this uh, in this story for campus reform, an unidentified male individual is caught on video uh, ob- obtained by campus reform. He's caught on video destroying a sign at a TPUSA event. He goes up to the table and after a, uh, a brief conversation with a Leadership Institute field representative, he takes one of the signs and he destroys it. Um, interestingly enough, he says that he doesn't believe in, you know, in violence, but he thinks that the signs are fair game. And it's very, you know, disheartening and, and unfortunate that this kind of behavior is not only tolerated on university campuses, but it's actually encouraged to behave this way towards conservatives. And he was arrested immediately, right? No, he was not. <laughs> I, I say that in jest because... Obviously, he destroyed somebody's property. That's against the law. Obviously, he vandalized the event. That's against the law. But they, they get away with it, don't they? I mean, because uh, those the higher-ups on campus agree with him. Right. They they get away with this kind of behavior. And I just got to thinking, you know, what if the roles were, you know, reversed? Imagine as if this was a Roe v. Wade protest. They were protesting uh, for abortion and uh, in support of abortion rights. And a TPUSA member walked up to the protest and destroyed a sign and shoved it into the garbage can. The media, the mainstream media would pounce on this and they would they would not let it go for a long time. They would freak out. Or if somebody's flying a free Palestine flag on campus and you decided to go take it and throw it in the garbage, you would be in big trouble trouble you'd be facing fines and you'd be locked up you'd be taken in you'd have to be bailed out but again it's a double standard as you just said it's William Biagini he is a correspondent at campusreform.org an update to this story Christian student elected to SGA after being denied for quoting the Bible I think we had the story last week fill me in on the update so this story is actually you know an update on a previous story as you just said so originally um, a, a black woman who was attempting to become an associate justice on the student government Supreme Court. She quoted a verse from the book of Isaiah chapter 11 from the Bible in, in, uh, in her opening speech. Yeah. And immediately she, the, the crowd went you know crazy and they asked her to leave the room while the congregation um, debated the matter amongst themselves. But what we got to remember is that this, this update is a victory story because, you know, she came back after her story garnered traction around the country and was picked up by other media and news outlets. And she tried again to become a, uh, a Supreme court justice on the, on the student government association, Supreme court. And she won. Thankfully, this is a victory for Christians and conservatives alike. Well, the, the last time I checked, the First Amendment does cover your freedom to worship as you see fit, your freedom of religion. You can't be told that you can't have a religion, which is what they tried to do here. What, what school was this? This school is in the uh, it's University of Houston. 
Okay, so University of something, generally speaking, is a, again, publicly funded university. Is this, uh, I think the U of H is. Right, it is a public university. All right, so so uh, again, you can't tell somebody that you can't quote the Bible. You can't do that. That literally is against the Constitution. That's above reproach. It's not like there's some little uh, executive order somebody can make or the city of Houston can say you can't do it. They can't. It's a breach of your First Amendment rights. Why do you think they thought they had a chance to, uh, to exclude her? That's a great question. I think that this kind of behavior is, uh, it, it really shows what the left is really trying to eradicate from the country, which is, it's not racism. If the left was really, uh, if the left really cared about eradicating racism from university campuses and, you know, the world, if that really, if that's really what they were aimed at doing, um, then the fact that she quoted the Bible, her religion really wouldn't play a part in this situation. Right. The fact that she's black, that alone would get her elected onto onto the Supreme Court um, because she's actually the very first black Supreme Court justice on uh, the University of Houston's Supreme Court uh, Student Government Association. Yeah, but her belief system and her value system doesn't align with the left. And they don't really care uh, if you're a minority or if you're a woman, if you're a fill in the blank, if you don't agree with them. We find that every single time a Hispanic or a black person runs for an office and they and they say, I'm conservative or I'm family values, they're in big trouble and they're excluded almost immediately. Thank God this update is a positive one. I'm glad that you brought it to us. It's uh, William Biagini. He is a reporter, a correspondent from campusreform.org. He is a student also at Florida State University. Florida SGA Senator seeks to use university funds to reimburse students for out-of-state abortions. Come on, man. Where's this happening? Right. So this is absolutely crazy. And this is actually at uh, FSU's rival school, University of Florida. A student government association senator proposed a bill that would seek to reimburse students seeking out-of-state abortions up to 50% of the abortion costs. And remember, University of Florida is a public university. These are public taxpayer dollars. These are your American taxpayer dollars that are going towards this. And the bill that was introduced would allow the university to use up to $1.5 million to support this kind of this kind of act. Do you uh, thankfully the go ahead? Oh, it's, I, I thank you. Thankfully, the bill was indefinitely postponed. Good. Um, but the uh, the senator who who uh, proposed the bill submitted a complaint against the Student Government Association for doing this. So we might hear more about this this fall semester. It's crazy. Now I've got to ask you this: What I was, gonna, I was trying to jump in with this, um, William, on campus, do your peers, your classmates, ever have one on one conversations with you about abortion? Those who are pro abortion versus those of us who are pro life, and do they ever explain to you why they think it's okay to kill the unborn child? Why are they so vehement about it? Is it this whole my body, my choice, body autonomy? crap which doesn't it doesn't fly because the, the child is a separate body but have you had these discussions i have had these discussions um i've had many of them because i i really wanted to see if uh, when i first got to uh, fsu i really wanted to see if this was uh, actually happening because I, I you know i watch a bunch of uh political shows and podcasts yeah. and i listen to a lot of things and i was like oh is this really the kind of uh kind of rhetoric that they use and it actually is they genuinely they don't care that they are killing a life. They don't want to see it that way. They don't want to see abortion as killing a human life. They really don't. And um, in fact, in order for the abortion argument to even have even a little sliver of logical sense, you at least have to admit that it is killing a human life. Yeah. Well, and if you don't, then what is it? 
if it's not a human life, then what the hell is it? It's not a clump of cells. I mean, I'm a clump of cells. So what? I mean, saying that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean somebody can shoot me in the face and get away with it. Um, at the end of the day, they have been conditioned to believe that this is something that doesn't matter and that the woman has autonomy over her entire body, even if um, within that body is a separate person with separate chromosomes and separate DNA. I mean, these are not dumb people on campus with you. Why don't they see that? I personally believe that uh, through what I have seen and what I've read and what I've heard that um, I I put a huge amount of blame on the professors because they're not teaching practical skills and uh, things that you need to actually know for real life. They're not teaching class material that's actually going to help you, you know, get a good job, have a good career, um, have a family and, and take your place in society. They're not teaching this material like they should be. What they're teaching is this woke activism. And these young people are so susceptible to being, uh, you know, their minds changed to think this way and to accept this ideology. It is uh, William B. Eugenie. I think it's a very go- a good explanation. You know, people oftentimes will say, yeah, well, how can you be conservative? How can you be pro-life if you're for the death penalty? Well, the death penalty is a punishment. It's a consequence when you do something wrong. You've got an innocent, unborn child that you're killing and you're comparing the argument to somebody who's condemned because they killed people. Uh, it- it's a dumb argument, but again, they have, to rational- they have to rationalize their ridiculous thought process because, in fact, somebody's being killed here. Uh, William, let's, let's do the last story. Green energy policies lead to power outage. California college cancels its classes. This is so ridiculous. There's so much energy available in California, yet they keep on getting rid of nuclear, getting rid of fossil fuels, and they think that they're doing something good, but people can't charge their EVs and they can't go to class. Where is this happening? Fill me in. Right. So this story I found actually quite hilarious. The the uh, Diablo Valley College in California on uh, on September 6th, it canceled all its in-person classes due to a quote unquote unanticipated power shortage. Um, interestingly, on. this comes just days after Governor Newsom declared that California has a plan to achieve 100 percent zero emission vehicle sales by 2035. That's only 13 years away. And they want to completely ban gas cars and, you know, uh, replace it all with electric cars. And what this clearly shows is that there's no plan. They really don't have a strategy to completely change the way that our economy functions. And then you see stuff like this. The the college had to cancel in-person classes for that day. They literally said unforeseen? Yep. They said an unanticipated power shortage. What's more is that electric car owners were actually asked to limit charging on their vehicles so that the power grid didn't shut down. So get an EV for $67,000 on average. Don't charge it because we're running out of power. And I've also seen Gavin Newsom say stupid things like set your AC to 78 in hot Southern California uh, or just shut it off completely. And now we possibly can't do some classes. Do you think somebody with a brain is going to wake up and say, you know, maybe we should do something to get more power in here? That's really what we hope. And what's also interesting is that Pete Buttigieg, he he really, really liked this plan, uh, quote unquote plan. And he said that it was interesting that some states like California are doing more so to fight climate change than the federal government is doing itself. They're also fighting convenience. They're fighting what people have gotten used to when it comes to power. They're fighting common sense. Pete Buttigieg keeps telling us to get an EV as he's trucked around in his in his big you know SUV you know from the government. It's all very strange. Uh, William, I, I really appreciate meeting you. William Biagini, he's a correspondent at CampusReform.org. Go to that website every day like I do. Check out these incredible stories that he does and that is, uh, his friends there do as well. They do really, really good journalism. They're exposing things that are happening on campus that you otherwise might not know. Um, hopefully you'll do it again. Uh, really nice to meet you, William. 
Thank you, sir. It was good to meet you, too. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. great is it to have these young reporters on in correspondence from campusreform.org make, make sure you go to campusreform.org and uh and you could find stories that they that young man william does the other reporters that we have on do and they're exposing some of the nuttiness that's going on on these campuses and that's really what we need we need to know exactly what's going on especially since so many that they report on are being funded by you and me in the public I just think that's crazy. Also, do me a favor, stop by the website. A lot of people asking in the chat room tonight and also asking via email, where can I hear that interview again? Where can I watch that interview again? All of my interviews go up on Rumble. They all go up on Rumble. So you go to rumble.com and put in Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S, or download the app on your phone, whether it's an iPhone or a an Android phone, and you can go and get it at the Google Play Store or the iOS Store. It's Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E. And uh, look up Joe Pags, all one word, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Also, while you're at the website, you can, you can contact me. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact, and sign up for all the social media. Again, I know a lot of you like those uh, those come on videos. I ended my my TikTok account. It's gone. So I'm doing that on Instagram, on Getter, on Truth, on Locals. We're all over the place. And, uh, and certainly we're starting to put stuff up on Telegram as well. So if you've got one that is your favorite that I just mentioned, make sure you follow me. It's either Joe Talk Show or Joe Pags, and I'm verified everywhere. Let's do some pop culture. Oh. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula, talk to me. What's going on? Have you seen this story with Kanye West and uh, Gap? I have not talked to him. So he had this deal with Gap. He was going to you know, design stuff for them, and it was like this big partnership, and, and it was looking great or whatever. He, he put out his, his clothing line you know, with them, and they were refusing to release it. And so Why? he's, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it, some of the stuff looked really bad. Like it looked like homeless people clothing. Um, and I think he was even wanting to have them put it like in a trash bag when people bought it. Um, <laughs> so, Come so on, man. yeah, and so he's been like ripping them on, on, on social media, and he finally, I guess, severed ties with them, so he's no longer doing a partnership with them. I think I have to follow him because he's just that crazy. All right, I appreciate you, Polo. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.